Hello, and welcome to my very first episode of my podcast, Hello Talk. I'm your host, Dano Campo, and I wanted to start things off with just a little bit of context. I started this podcast for my girlfriend, actually, because we recently became a long-distance relationship. And for most couples that have gone through these kind of things, they know what it's like to have late-night phone calls and someone falls asleep to the voice of the other person. But let's say this person is having trouble falling asleep in the middle of the morning, and it's the time where it's just unreasonable to make a call or to receive a call at that time. And so what I thought was in these kind of situations, it would be actually very helpful if my partner had uh, pre-recorded tracks, basically, of my voice that she can listen to anytime that she wants. And so that's what I'm here to do, and that's what created Pillow Talk. And... Basically, what Pillow Talk is all about is I just talk endlessly or as long as I can about a certain topic that I'm inspired to talk about until you just fall asleep. And so before I get started with every episode, I will be uh, helping you calm down and to relax and just to get into this mindset of falling asleep. And so one of the best ways of doing that is to go through a series of deep breaths. We will be doing what is called the 478 breath where we inhale through our nose for four full seconds and you inhale all the way and then you hold that breath for seven seconds and then you slowly release that breath through your mouth for eight seconds so let's go ahead and do that so go to inhale through the nose fill up all the way and hold And go ahead and release slowly and all the way out. Good. We're going to do that one more time. Inhale through the nose and hold. Just release your day through your breath going out slowly and fully through the mouth. And done. Very good. Now you can go ahead and repeat that for as many times as you need to throughout the episode. And we should just go ahead and get started. So let's have some pillow talk. So for today's topic, I actually wanted to talk about first impressions, which I found pretty fitting since it is, after all, the first episode of my series. And so with this topic, I just wanted to go through what I think about first impressions and its importance and what really goes through um, listed down when it comes to first impressions, like what do people look at, what do people pay attention. And I actually, you know, for any and all of these episodes. I have no script. I I have nothing to run off of except basically the top of my mind. So it just sounds as natural as possible. So if there are any awkward pauses, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's just there for me to think and maybe for you to uh, maybe get like a brain pause if you are still listening at that time. And I'll just be talking for as long as I can, basically. So... First impressions, what do I think about them? Well, ever since I was a kid, I, I've been taught that first impressions are incredibly important. Um, 
and like growing up and going through education you start to learn more of the details of like the human mind and uh, social behavior and all that and how anyone can make a, a distinct judgment on a person like on their first impression of a person in less than a second which I found extraordinary you know just an appearance alone it it literally takes one one thousandth of a second I believe there's some rough research that I kind of remember from a while ago but yeah I remember like reading that number and just being astounded by how fast someone can you know, just have an impression on someone just by their appearance. And like that, that kind of like leads me on to like wonder what, what else goes into the whole subject and, you know, concept of first impression beyond appearance, you know, is it um, on all senses? I, I, I believe, yes, personally, I believe that all of our senses really engage on our first meet up with a person, you know, how how they look is amongst the very first things. And if they happen to be speaking or producing some sort of audible, uh, you know, sensation that we could experience like laughter or um, yelling or just plain uh, talking, that could really play a large role in how we perceive them as a person for our first impression, you know. Um, let's say they're laughing, right? If they have a, a gorgeous laugh, something just beautiful and to die for, then, you know, that, that might fall into the whole symptom of, you know, love at first sight, where you see them, they're great, and then you hear their laugh, and it's just, everything is just piling on top of each other, basically. Or let's say you don't like their laugh, and so you will feel compelled to maybe not interact with that person at all just to avoid that situation where they're laughing at your joke and you have to, you know, maybe pretend that, you know, uh, you're not uncomfortable in that situation. As mean as it may sound, this is the reality of most interactions, you know. Sometimes we just don't really agree with how someone behaves or uh, a certain mannerism of the person. And, well, that, that's just how it is. And maybe that makes you wonder, it's like, well, why, why am I so judgmental? Like, why, why are first impressions uh, so, let's say, strict, you know, like, it's harsh right off the bat, you know, we, we make these, like, very fine-tuned, very picky things that we see about a person, and we determine right away whether or not we want to interact with them or not. And I'm glad that, you know, uh, through recent, you know, modern modern society has really moved towards the way of getting to know people first and not letting our um, first impressions be the leading factor of whether or not we should um, interact with a person. And I'm really glad about that. Um, you know, obviously, it still plays a big role. It's just it's just natural, you know. Um, and but I'm I'm glad that we are working towards, you know, just working through it. It's like, sure, maybe the first impression wasn't so strong, but maybe there's more to this person than that first meeting. Um, going back to the senses, perhaps um, the smell, that's another sense. Perhaps they smell great, you know, they're wearing beautiful perfume or really sexy cologne, or whatever it may be, you know, and um, there have been multiple uh, documentaries in like, 
maybe even articles. I don't know about the articles, but I know that there's been research on how strongly a person's smell can play a big role in our attraction or, you know, our willingness to interact with a person, you know, um, on blind dates or whatever. If a person may smell good, it may increase your likelihood to interact with them versus how they would appear like, you know. Um, and then there's like a whole talk about pheromones and all that, but I don't really want to get on that right now. It's just basically how how we take in our first impressions on people. And so that's already three senses. What else do we have? We have touch. No, you're not. You're probably not going to touch someone right off the bat for their first impression. So these are very circumstantial uh, situations. You know, maybe you're at a party and uh, it's very tight wherever the venue is and you happen to bump into someone and maybe you um accidentally stroke their hair and you notice wow you have some like really soft hair or like wow your hair is really curly and it has like really nice texture or maybe you accidentally like place your hand on some dude that spiked up his hair with like some really strong gel and then you're like oh what the heck why, why would anyone do their hair like this so like i don't know that's basically like the first thing that I thought of when, when it came to touch, but uh, nine out of 10, there's, there's probably a, a good chance that you're not touching someone on their first impression and especially tasting. Yeah. Taste is uh, basically a very taboo first impression type of thing. Um, I don't really know of any situation that would uh, handle this. So yeah, I, I probably, I mean, like, I guess taste is um, dependent on how you would define it. In the definitions of senses, obviously, it'll be like, you know, the senses through the, the tongue, you know, are tasting sensations. But I guess the, if you were to expand the definition, you could talk about maybe a person's taste in music or taste in humor, you know. Uh, but this, this moves towards the whole personality uh, first impression, you know, beyond um, our senses, once we uh, go through our first judgments through our senses, and then when it comes to actually getting to know the person, then we actually start to experience the personality. And so I believe that would probably be the next step. So uh, good for me for making a natural segue without thinking about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, personality. So you've just passed uh, reading them through your senses, and now you're having maybe a conversation with them, or... Uh, maybe you're experiencing this person uh, not personally, like, sure, maybe this person just walked by you and your sense was like, wow, that person either smelled really good or smelled like terrible BO. And so, you know, that first impression was made and then you're just uh, observing them from afar and trying to grasp their personality from afar. And for some people, you know, this this may work. Let's say, you know, the stereotypical uh um, let's throw something up like a okay let's say a frat boy you know uh it's very uh common to see this like you know it's either he passes by it smells like complete axe bodies i probably even shouldn't be talking about these things this is very stereotypical this could uh get me into a lot of trouble but you know stereotypes exist for a reason but um but yeah you know you can always think of those like stereotypical people that you know have these very common uh, mannerisms or behaviors and if you see it you can already tell what their personality is like just you know without even having to interact with them 
But let's say you are interacting with them, you know, face to face, having a good conversation. And maybe it's not very good. You know, maybe that you had a great first impression. They look great. They smell great. They sound great. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> um, but perhaps their interpersonal skills are very lacking. You know, perhaps they don't really know how to talk very well or their um, their choice of words. You know, their diction is very poor. And perhaps they're making very ignorant uh, claims or, you know, uh, voices of opinion that you don't really uh, either appreciate or uh, agree with. And so, you know, maybe you had a great first impression that way, but then uh, after you actually started to get to know them in the continuation of this first impression, it just, com everything completely got shut down. Um, but let's say it was the reverse. Let's say perhaps uh, this person is not, uh, you know, the most well-dressed, the most uh, physically attractive, um, neither do they smell great or sound great, you know, but you get to know the person real quick and turns out you actually have more in com a lot in common with this person than anyone else at, let's say, the party that you're at or maybe the, uh, the staff meeting or whatever the situation is, you know, turns out you and this person actually connect really well. And, and then you start to wonder, it's like, well, what would have happened if, you know, I never took the uh, the step to go beyond the very first, like, initial uh, first impressions through my senses? What if I, you know, used those judgments to completely um, ignore this person uh, through all of my experience, you know? Uh, what if I just had allowed that to reject me this conversation with this very quality person that I, I mean, at least I personally find to be quality? you know? And so uh, perhaps that may be one reaction or another reaction would be like, perhaps, wow, I, I just met this incredibly great person and uh, I was completely wrong about them at first, or like, you know, my first impressions were just completely wrong. And I'm actually very uh, grateful for this interaction. And I like, it's, it's just great to have met such a nice person. Um, so yeah, I, I believe that first impressions are very deep and they serve a very high uh, importance in our social interactions. And uh, there's, there's just so much more to them beyond, you know, the senses and getting to know them through the first words, you know. Uh, perhaps your first impression of them is neither of these. Let's say your first impression about this person is through a third party. Let's say uh, you're talking to your friend and their friend is talking about this other person. And so you ask more about this person. And then the way that your friend describes them, um, let's say it's like, it's just, it's very biased and it's gearing them towards either a very negative or a very positive uh, light. And then Let's say either you talk to another friend that may know this person, and then they give a, um, a completely opposite review. Or let's say you actually do meet this person um, face to face, and turns out that uh, neither of those two opinions were correct, or let's say the first opinion itself was incorrect, you know. So first impressions can go beyond anything that was experienced firsthand. And in that way, getting these kind of first impressions are both like powerful and dangerous. You know, you can uh, either make or destroy someone's reputation by literally the choice of your words when you're describing them, you know, whether or not you want this person to succeed 
um, in a social status really depends on you as the describer of the person, honestly. And so, you know, uh, if this is like the only way that this person can actually experience uh, their first impression with this person, then that's a lot of responsibility. And, it, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't, you know, stop to think about that. And it's just very interesting to think about, you know, like a few different choice of words, or maybe even the way that you say sentence could like completely change the impact a person has on uh, the person's first impression of them. I'm, I'm using a lot of uh, them and they, I, I hope that you're following along um, if you're still following along that is. So here, let me, I'm gonna try and think of an example of how you would say a sentence um, Let's say, you know, you're just trying to describe them as fun. You can say them, uh, let's say, a uh, really random name, Sam. Okay, very, you know, Jerry's just Sam. You can say like, oh yeah, Sam is a very fun guy, you know? Or you can say, oh yeah, Sam, he's a fun guy. Or, yeah, he's a fun guy. Or like, you know, he's like, he's a fun guy, you know? It's just like, in, in all different aspects you can get like a different taste of this sam character you know um so even though the word that you're saying may be positive you know fun the way that you say it maybe is just putting them in a negative light it's like fun guy you know very sarcastic you know he's really not fun at all or yeah in in this case so yeah it's it's just really interesting to think of, about the depth of conversation and communication and like connecting people to other people in these reference type conversations, you know, um, beyond how you would describe a person through just how you're talking or your choice of words. Maybe perhaps it's something different. Let's say it, you know, in person, people like to talk with their hands, you know, with their, their body their body language, basically, not necessarily in the way that you want to uh, speak to a person through your body, but let's say that the way that you're trying to describe the situation or the person through your your motions uh, really gives off a different vibe. You know, um, I know you can't see me at this podcast, but let's say um, I would. I'm trying to think of a good example here that might. Uh, help support my claim um you know let's say i i feel like motions actually are there to help complement the way that you're saying a sentence so like how i was de describing um with sam and how i changed up my uh the way i was saying the sentence I feel like the emotions would naturally change up with each sentence. And so I feel like one is with the other, and I don't think you can really mix them up because I feel like one is just really geared towards the one vibe as the one sentence that it really goes with, you know? So, you know, so all in all, the, the two are basically the same, but you can gather a lot more information than just you know, beyond the way you hear the sentence, because you could also be watching this person converse with you with their uh, motions, and then that could either amplify or maybe uh, cause a conflict with, uh, with how you're 
perceiving this person for the first time through your imagination. Um, and that's actually another thing that's really interesting to think about, you know, your imagination and your first impression through a third party, you know, as they're trying to describe this person to you, let's say they're trying to describe their physical appearance, you know, let's say they have short hair, long hair, no hair, always styled hair, uh, you know, never kept hair, never shampooed, always shampooed, uh, frizzy, all, all type, you know, just, you know, standard hair or the lack thereof. Um, to, you know, their skin complexion, to, you know, their height, their eye color, uh, let's say heritage and all that. Um, as they're going down the general list of how to describe a person's physical appearance, uh, how does your mind paint the picture of this person, you know? Because uh, let's say a public speaker were to describe a person to a crowd I would say that, you know, there would be a good chunk of the crowd that share roughly the same image in their mind. But I feel like each image in each person's mind will have, you know, be just slightly tweaked and different from the each person's, you know, personal uh, imagination of the person. And that's actually really interesting to think about, you know, what what really drives these um these por like portraits in our minds basically and like where where are we taking these details from because i feel like um e even let's say everyone were like seven years old uh or you know like you were seven years old at this uh meeting with the public speaker you know there's just a range of ages you know one is one guy's 42 another guy's 23 and imagine you're a seven-year-old I feel like by the time you're still seven years old and you're still able to remember people's faces roughly, I think you would still have enough information to build up um, an imagination that could basically pair up with another person uh, that, that's, let's say, 18 years old uh, would paint in their mind, you know, something rough and something somewhat similar, which is very interesting to think about, you know, like, despite of your walk in life your experience that you know just ways to say your age you know despite of your age and experience in life um with just like enough information uh you're able to do these uh, exercises you know just imagining people in your mind and that's that's very interesting and it, it's even more interesting to think about uh what does what do these years of quote-unquote experience uh, really add to you know does it add detail to the image that you're imagining of this person like does it add to um the the detail of their facial structure you know their maybe their body type does it really improve necessarily you know and i guess that kind of goes down to each person's uh you know different strengths and all that you know whether or not you're good at visualizing people whether or not you have photogenic memory uh that in itself is, you know, a different thought, you know, if, if you had photogenic memory, then any and all people that you meet, they kind of serve like a, a template in your mind, and it's probably more detailed than the average person since it is photogenic memory, you know, you could really hold uh, the specific details of a type of person in your mind, and then you can use these details to paint up the a roughly appropriate portrait of this person that 
is being described to you, um, which is basically, I think, the way that we all do our, you know, uh, imaginations of portraits of these people. You know, we we take in all the people that we've encountered, um, even as quick as, you know, just a few seconds to like, they just pass by us at Disneyland, you know, um, no matter how quick it was, I'm pretty sure that our mind took a quick note of it and just stored it away. You know, you, you may not have thought about it for very long, but until you're trying to um, paint a picture of a person's face in your mind and then you're wondering, it's like, well, I've never seen this person before. Um, but somehow I'm actually painting a face in my mind of a person that I've never seen before. And it's just like really interesting to think about is like, I, how, how did my mind do this? You know, it's just, I, there's no way that I would have actually remembered a person's face like this discreetly, unless, you know, all of your portraits that you're imagining tend to look basically like the same person, just, you know, maybe different skin tones and different hairs uh hairstyles and all that which is you know i guess one way to do it um now that i think about it i just actually i never really stopped to think whether or not that is the case you know whether um my imaginations of people are necessarily the same person just you know slightly slightly changed um so yeah that's another thing to i guess really think about i don't really know but In any case, it's, it's just these small details that we never really thought we would um, have really cared about or would have had, you know, had used for, basically. Um, and I guess in a way, we never really did have a use for them because we didn't, you know, put in the effort to put them into memory. It's just for some reason, we, our brains just took in the data and saved it for later. Unless, of course, the images that you're picturing are just rough, uh, you are like painted from rough references from people that you do know, or faces that you do know. So you just basically, you know, based on the description of the person, perhaps you just think of any person that you may know pretty well, like well enough that you know their face, um, and then you just use that as a reference. It's like, oh, so perhaps this Sam character looks like my friend Christian or something, you know? Um, based on the rough description and so like you just kind of run off with that you know it's like okay I'll just think of a guy that kind of looks like Christian maybe a little bit different maybe like just longer hair or whatever so yeah that could be a whole different way and so for each different for each person it's just a completely different experience I'm just you know rambling on thinking about how like how one would go through these kind of things it's just yeah it's very fascinating to think about and it's also interesting to think about how effective these kinds of first impressions um, are to a specific person that is listening to this description of a person, you know. Um, how much do we believe these kinds of first impressions? Do we take them to heart completely or do we, you know, take it with a grain of salt? You know, do we take this information and run off with this like, wow, this, this person is exactly just how my friend uh, or the speaker completely said it was or it's like that was just one one opinion out of many that uh, exist in this world basically you know and I think that kind of boils down to who you're listening to uh, is the description of the person coming out of the mouth 
of a trusted friend or some stranger. Um, and I say it is a stranger. Is the stranger a credible person? You know, uh, are they, you know, very high up in society or whatever? And or maybe they're not very credible. Perhaps it's just uh, some very creepy person that uh, walked up to you on the street you know, and just started a very awkward conversation with you and you just feel very uncomfortable. And then they're just describing this random person to you um, who you're probably never going to meet. <laughs> I mean, like that's, you know, one situation that I hope no one gets into because that just sounds very uncomfortable. But in any, in, in any case, basically, uh, the description of the person, how much we take into heart, uh, the description really falls also under the person that's talking you know which kind of brings it back to what i said earlier and how we really have this responsibility in our hands or let's <laughs> more rather in our mouths where if we talk about a person the way that the people that are listening or the person that is listening to you in your words the way that they're receiving this you know description this message is you know all adding up into their impression of this person that you're talking about you know um let's say you are trying your best with your diction and the way that you're um delivering this description as a person of a person as best as you can you know in the most positive light let's say you do everything that you possibly could that you thought was correct and you know let's say a vast majority of people would agree that you talked about this person in a positive light but imagine you know being the person that takes in all of this information and receiving the message that wow this person is not that great is it's very interesting to think about like how often this occurs you know despite uh, how well something were to be delivered maybe it's just it's just really not following through to your audience or the audience in uh, concern and, you know, I guess while I'm talking about this, and if you're still following, this is kind of a, a situation when it comes to politics and all that, you know, when it comes to deciding on a new leader, you know, let's say it's even in the work environment, you know, we're trying to decide on a new supervisor, new manager, and uh, you're just simply getting uh, short, you know, brief descriptions of a person. Uh, and maybe a lot of people loved is the description of person b but for some reason you just have a really off feeling about this person b which uh is another thing that's really interesting to think about you know these off feelings that we have about people you know these like these gut feelings where does it come from and like what is like driving this uh you know sense within us you know it, it really comes from a gut feeling you know it's literally like in our core it's not you know, we don't feel like a surge of like effort being built up from our minds. We like it, it's something that we feel in our core, which is also another thing to really think about. Like, why? Like, I guess it's just interesting. It's like our intelligence, like, really lies in you know at the front of our mind, and sometimes when we're thinking super hard, is like at the crown. Like, we feel like a lot of pressure at the crown of our heads. Um, but whenever we get, you know, like those instincts, you know, those feelings, it really comes from, you know, our guts, our core. And I guess that just really 
shows a difference between um you know morals and like taught and like learned uh morals like the like ones that are just natural and ones that are learned you know um and it comes down to like what a person uh truly believes is right and wrong and like whether or not they learned that or they were quote unquote born with it and i guess that's like another topic to really talk about you know morals and like how like if it does exist where you know we're born with morals you know like where where is it rooted from you know where does it come from and i feel like i can go extremely philosophical and i i don't feel like talking about that right now um but it it is it's just all very fascinating to think about you know these gut feelings and does it do these gut feelings and like judgments of a person uh reflect our personal morals is is that like what's uh occurring here like maybe your disapprovement of uh manager b is because you just have this gut feeling that they uh, despite their credentials and despite their experience you just you have a feeling that they they won't do a very good job managing the um the place um and despite the popular vote or popular opinion you just you, you hold on to this what you you think is true and you know these gut feelings depending on their strength they really drive uh what we fight for you know our opinions even though like you still haven't met the person you know you you still haven't you know experienced a person uh one on one you you still hold on to this opinion which is very interesting you know think about like despite the most positive reputation you could hear about a person you know i feel like there's always that one person that has a gut feeling that they're not all you know sunshine and happiness that they're being advertised to be um, and again i'm sure uh whoever's listening to this could think of multiple situations that this uh has been proven to be so but you know i don't want to get into that whole situation right now so you know first impressions let's like take a moment to like pause and think like what what do you think so far of like what i've talked about like to the depth of first impressions um is this something that you've considered yourself you know perhaps this is something that you've uh, thought of in those like you know those quiet times in the shower those shower thoughts you know it's just thinking all philosophical things in the shower just standing there letting the water hit you and you know is are these like one of the topics that you're thinking about or is this like the first time that you're actually you know like uh diving into a topic like this and you know just thinking of like what really goes into these kinds of interactions or the lack thereof of people and our connections to people you know um i completely uh, agree with the whole idea that first impressions really like drive our you know interaction with the person you know whether or not we want to interact with the person positively you know friendly or whether we want to treat them as an outsider or treat them as you know um you know this person is a complete jerk or you know and all of that you know and it's also interesting thing about how first impressions and how they drive um how we interact with these people really like 
dot like it it goes down to a person's core you know and it kind of shows about like who the person is i guess you know um i don't want to put any like controversial topics out there but you know if someone's trying to advertise themselves as a very loving and very kind person but based on a certain uh first impression that they received on a person they they kind of change their behavior and um when it when it comes to interacting with the person that they don't seem to like their like full persona just changes and gets dropped on the dime and they just become into this not so friendly and not so positive person that anyone can approach you know and um it really just goes down into the integrity that's the word i was kind of looking for earlier it really like shows off the integrity of a person and what they're really standing for you know um and i guess in, in like in any case no one's necessarily perfect um when it comes to social interactions and all that you know no one's going to be like the most loved person there's always going to be someone uh that would just not really agree with this so-called perfect person um for any situation uh whether or not the feeling is valid and i feel like that's a whole different topic on its own you know like what are valid feelings and are all feelings meant to be valid and if so uh you know maybe we we i could talk about like some feelings that i feel like you know would be a controversial topic you know like something up for debate um but yeah this i'm just thinking about that um i don't want to get anything started here you know in the first episode um and just like completely trigger anyone out there if you do believe that all feelings are valid that's great you know um i don't i i personally don't have an opinion right now on on all of that when it comes to asking these kind of like you know questions i ask these kind of questions because i i don't have a firm standing on either uh side yet so that's why i, I kind of posed the question and i'm essentially asking myself the question you know it's just something that i would come back to think about later on so that i could have a standing on something you know uh you know a saying that i got from you know one of the great broadway musicals is if you know if you if you stand for nothing what will you fall for you know i just paraphrase and i removed a few things if you know what i'm talking about uh props to you i'm really glad if you don't you know uh it's fine don't worry about it but yeah anyways moving on uh, as i struggle to move on <laughs> um kind of lost my train of thought here when it comes to first impressions what things really matter to a person you know let's start off kind of back here you know i feel like with each different person different uh first impression properties are very imp important to each different person <laughs> i hope that made sense you know uh you know maybe to someone the their first important properties are they have to be good looking and they have to be you know seemingly confident or maybe to another person uh 
some of their first impressions is they must talk uh, intelligently, you know, eloquently, and they must have, um, let's say, matching uh, points of view on, you know, controversial topics. You know, there's like different things that people put on their priority list when it comes to impressions when they're planning on meeting a person, you know, or uh, expecting to and anticipating to meet someone. And uh, it's very interesting to think about what these priorities are for different people. And I feel like that also kind of goes down to the person's, uh, you know, personality and their opinions and worldviews, I would say, you know. Uh, the importances of these, you know, key first impression factors really shows on what they're looking for in a person and the kind of people that they would rather surround themselves with or the people that they want to avoid, you know. Um, and I feel like this is the source of, let's say, forming cliques um, at college, you know. Uh, I've been to two colleges and I feel like one college uh, definitely formed cliques more, uh, I wouldn't say aggressively, but more distinctively than the other college. Like, sure, there's like specific friend groups that anyone can point out in any college, but I feel like depending on uh, the culture and like the lifestyle of the that college in itself, one may have a, re a high chance of joining the friend group or a really low chance of joining the friend group or maybe it's somewhere in between, you know, it just kind of depends on who you know, or the the very uh, situation that occurs. And, uh, you know, I feel like first impressions also play a big role on these things because of what people look for, or maybe perhaps um, they weren't looking for something. And let's say it's you, you, you are the person in uh, in concern in this situation. And let's say that you um, somehow showed off a side of your personality or side of your person um, as a whole um, that a, a certain group of people found uh, quote unquote attractive, you know, like something that they um, didn't know that they were looking for or sought, were sought that, that was being sought for. I don't know how to word that. I'm <laughs> kind of struggling at this point. But, um, yeah, that's very interesting to think about. Like you were, let's say that you were just being yourself, you know, but like you, it, in some way, you just somehow made an impression. That's that's all that it is. You made an impression. And it was something that um, these specific people were not looking for or anticipated. And it's something either they completely loved or maybe did not kind of like maybe they did like it but not really or something they just completely hated um and in that case that could like form a very permanent um impression of you with them you know if they loved it then maybe perhaps they have a very permanent um, impression that wow you're a pretty cool person you know or you know a very friendly person or very talented very skilled very valuable or like wow you're uh very bad person you know with very poor qualities or you know something a, a person that they would want to avoid uh forever you know uh, i'm not of course you know i'm not thinking of anything negative to you the listener of this podcast um but you know there's always uh people you're never going to please everyone 
which is basically what I was trying to say in that case, you know, um, I'm sure that all of you, um, any, if there are multiple of you that are listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're all great people, you know, it's just, there's always going to be a person that just won't agree with you as, you know, in the various situations that I've listed throughout this podcast. Um, so yeah. Wow. First impressions, they're, they're pretty much everything when it comes to networking and connecting with people. And, you know, there's always so much research when it comes to first impressions because of how powerful they are, you know, um, something as simple as a handshake, uh, let's say, uh, in the very, uh, very, oh, I'm sorry, in the very stereotypical situation of a boy is trying to take um, a man's daughter out to a date, you know, and it's the first time meeting him, aka like the parents, you know, he's just like first time seeing meeting the parents. Let's just say that, okay? We've all seen it in shows, TVs, and it it comes down to this first impression, but it's that handshake that people um, always talk about, you know, between you know, man to man, you know, the very uh, stereotypical situation, you know, um, and how, how well this uh, man shakes the hand of the father basically is like, is the grip too firm? Is it too loose? Is it, um, not confident is it overconfident like and it's just very interesting to think of like a way uh of like how this handshake really speaks to the receiving end and i just realized that a handshake is a form of touch of uh first impression so it it didn't take so long you know i guess uh, a little bit over 40 minutes to think about (laughs) what a touch uh first impression would be but here it is a handshake so yeah Something as simple as, you know, just the the pressure that you're applying to the handshake itself, or maybe the placement, maybe you completely messed up the handshake, you kind of missed, <clears throat> sorry, um, and maybe, you know, the the hands didn't completely interlock, interlock very well. I'm so sorry with the way I'm speaking today, guys. Um, or let's say that you came in too hot and, you know, just completely jammed. Uh, the two hands at the wedge, you know, the the webs, the webs in between the fingers, you know, just completely jammed them. It's just like, and then you started shaking vigorously. That can that can really say a lot about you, you know, um, or that can say a lot to the person that's receiving. And it's it's just very fascinating to think about. And there's even on the side of let's going back to our uh, example of the man meeting the mom, you know, also shaking her hand, you know, and how, and all, all the way that it applies again to the mom and how uh, different the first impression uh, handshake is uh, being perceived between the father and the mother, you know, for each person, they, I feel like they have these preferences of the handshake. It was also very interesting to think about, you know, if this, you know, just, Take a quick pause, you know, just think about what is your uh, preferred handshake? What is it like? You know, is it strong? Uh, is it like uh, three shakes? You know, is it five shakes? Is it just like one big shake? <laughs> you know, like what is your preferred handshake? 
and uh, whether or not you received this handshake, what are your opinions on the person? Let's say you're a three-shake person. What do you think of a person that does a one-shake? What do you think of a person that does five shakes? You know, are these two types of people um, necessarily different in your view? Um, are these two different shakes, you know, do they impose a different picture of a different person in your imagination, you know? Can, can these shakes describe a type of person to you, you know? Um, and even to the grip, you know, a light grip, a tight grip, and the placement of the handshake, whether you're, you know, completely gripping at the bottom of each hand, or let's, let's say you're gripping at the fingers, you know, we've always had those like handshakes where you act, you don't like full engage and you can have like this awkward like um like half hand handshakes where you're like shaking each other at the, the fingers um and in some situations that's what's most preferred you know which is also very interesting uh let's say going back to our example between um the guy and giving the handshake to the mom perhaps the best way to shake her hand would be at the fingertips, you know, not the tips, like the, the fingers, you know, right before it meets the palm. And, you know, it's very interesting to think about whether that's preferred or a full engaged uh, handshake is preferred, you know, is, yeah, completely fascinating to think about. Um, small details in touch and Oh, I didn't even mention like one of the things that I personally have like a self-conscious uh, opinion on, like for me personally, when it comes to shaking people's hands. Um, it's like it's two things, but like the main one is a little bit bigger than these two things. I mean, like, yeah, in total. So both of them, it's the temperature of my hand and the sweatiness of my hand. You know, um, if I'm nervous about meeting a person or I'm nervous about the situation, let's say um, it's a job, job interview, you know, or meeting the parents. Uh, you're, I've, I'm going to be nervous in this situation and I would hate to shake their hand <laughs> covered in sweat or like it's damp, you know, we've all experienced damp or I don't want to say the word because I feel like it's just <laughs> completely um, disturbed people. But you know, the, you know, the word it starts with M. Uh, I don't even want to do the rhyming thing, but yeah, that word, basically, a damp, sweaty hand, shaking, just imagine that with your hand, like, are you personally okay with that? Does that not bother you as it would um, to another person, you know? And the other thing is the temperature. Uh, I I tend to have sometimes, like, kind of, like, really cold hands, and I hate like giving handshakes to people, especially when I'm meeting them for the first time, if my hands are cold, because I, I feel like that translates to an impression in their mind. And I feel like they're making these quick judgments about me that may not be completely accurate to who I truly am. You know, uh, for example, I, I mean, I don't know how valid my thought process is about this, but like, if someone were to shake my hand and it's cold, that might like translate into an impression about my personality and like uh, perhaps how, uh, let's say friendly, how friendly I am or like how approachable I am or, you know, whether or not they actually want to interact with me at all, just based on like whether or not my, my hand is warm, you know? Cause I feel like, at least for me personally, 
um, whenever I experience a handshake and the handshake uh, goes through all, like the list of what I personally find to be a, uh, a quality handshake, you know, I prefer a, a good uh, placement. It's fully engaged. I, I prefer a nice firm grip and I prefer no more than uh, three shakes, basically. Anything more is just like a little bit too much to me. Um, but also if the hand is warm, you know, some, so there's something about a warm handshake that is, you know, it's calming and it provides this very positive view of the person before you even get to speak with them, which is, you know, powerful in its own way. And even beyond those, you know, I guess, professional handshakes, those professional type handshakes, there's always those, you know, more casual handshakes between uh, the quote unquote, you know, younger kids, you know, the younger people that tend to make these kind of handshakes, you know, the, uh, the dapping, basically, you know, and whether or not you, you hit it right with a person is uh, also one way to form either a very positive or a very negative impression. Or in the case that you did hit it right, then it just is a very neutral impression, you know, it's like, okay, well, they did something that's typically seen as uh, a regular thing to do. But if you completely mess it up, then it just really messes up your, uh, your, I wouldn't say reputation, but like, you know, the, your first impression with them, basically. You know, we, we've, I feel like every single person has one way or another kind of messed up a dab in their life, you know, whether or not uh, it's just a simple pound or, you know, the uh, hand slide plus pound or uh, in all the variations or even, you know, it's like the the hand grab to, uh, you know, half hug, you know, those things. I don't even know if they're all, these are all considered depths, but I'm just gonna name them that. But in all of these situations, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, first to read which one the person is going for. And then um, before you even make contact, you, you have to make a decision and then follow through with it, or else it's just gonna be completely awkward, you know? Um, and it's just very interesting to think how like something so casual or something that is quote unquote you know a regular or normal thing that uh, should have already been known uh, can really play a big part in uh, the first impression basically and so <laughs> I've been going on and on for basically an hour now just talking about how uh, these factors of first impressions uh, really play a role in our, the way that we connect with people. And so if you made it this long, then I, I applaud you because basically all of my episodes are going to be about an hour so that you have enough time to, you know, really just doze off and fall asleep. That, that is the end goal, just to keep talking to the point where you fall asleep. You... <laughs> It's not, you know, offending me or anything if you fall asleep during my talk, because that is the goal, you know. If anything, that that just helps me uh, validate myself and that I'm doing my job right. And so, if you made it this um, long, um, I'm sorry that you're either having still having trouble falling asleep, or I'm glad that you were listening because you wanted to, or you know, I'm glad that I'm helping you procrastinate, or. Uh, I at least held your attention long enough for you to have kept listening in any or all situation. I 
um, I would like to thank you for uh, making it all the way here and for listening and for uh, taking the time with me to, you know, talk and create this podcast. Uh, this is my first episode, so take it easy on me. Um, I'm still learning the ins and outs of podcast persona and behavior. I wouldn't say behavior, just like um, how I would want to run one. And so if you are just like a complete stranger that somehow ran into this podcast, because, you know, I, I am writing this just for not writing. I am making this just for my girlfriend. You know, I'm just putting this online so that she can um, access it whenever she wants to. But if you are a person that somehow ran into this and you found it interesting, you can go ahead and give me any kind of uh, constructive criticism or feedback that you want to make so that I can improve my talks. Um, I will take any and all suggestions um, to consideration and to heart. So if that falls under you, I will I will take it. You know, don't worry about the first impression that you'll make on me, basically on your comment, because um, you know you're taking the time to put something down, and I really appreciate that. And so you know, before I hit the uh, complete one hour mark, um, I. Again, I'd like to say thank you and welcome to the series of Pillow Talk. My name is Dana Campo. Thank you again. I'm gonna, I will be thanking you guys in all the end of the episodes multiple times because yeah, it's honestly, uh, there's an adventure for honestly me as well. You know, it is something that I, I personally find pretty interesting, pretty intriguing. I, I never thought that I would do something like this. And so personally, I think it's like a fun way to just, you know, make a small project for yourself and not even for yourself. This is honestly something for uh, someone that I care about, you know? So this is uh, for someone else, but I'm excited for it personally. I hope that makes sense, you know, in a way. But anyways, I, I think I, I should uh, stop talking now and, uh, I will see you guys in the next episode. I still need to think of a good way um, to exit these kind of talks. So if anyone out there has a suggestion of how I should make an outro or like what my outro like phrase or line should be, I'll also take that suggestion. Uh, um, but for now, I'm just going to say uh, goodbye. See you guys in the next episode. And until next time, bye.